Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I want to say I'm here. This is my place. I'm not going to leave this cage till I'm ha- till I'm champion. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered, uh, Matt Serra, old man Jim Norton in my shitty glasses. Hamdi uh, Abdelwahab will be here, heavyweight, tremendous win on, uh, on Saturday night. And of course, Alexander uh, Pantoja, both making their first appearances. And we also have Gerald McCoy, uh, defensive tackle, returning. He was here. I don't remember when he was on, but it was a while ago. Uh, he's a big book. UFC fan. What, buddy? He's a. I think he's a comic book fan also. I don't remember. I, I know you always bond with comic book fans. I honestly don't remember, Matt. I do, and you think it's silly and, and childish. What you no, I get it. You know what's really not sick and childish is uh, what? The Boys. You ever saw to watch The Boys on Amazon Prime? Jimmy. Everyone tells me it's good. It's pretty good. It's pretty fucking good, you know? But, well, I guess we... Uh, what do you think, Matt? Should we start oh. by congratulating the champ champ? The lioness. Yeah. I mean, listen, maybe when you're kicking ass for that long, yeah. you, you need to just get the best way to get recharged is taking a little bit of a beat and then you come back in. You're like, you know what? I need to get motivated. So she got motivated, I guess, and there you go. She what do you think? She a, I mean, it was a shutout, Jimmy. But I thought I, Amanda absolutely won, clearly dominating. But Pena was so active off her back, always trying to throw up submissions. Uh, 50-43 seemed unfair, and 50-44 seemed almost unfair. Maybe one 10 round, but I thought 50-45 was the fair score across the board. She lost all the rounds. I mean, it was one time where, you know, I mean, the thing, the, what I like about, what I, what I really like about Juliana Pena is that uh, – 
she never she she doesn't get like um deterred like she's right. always she's yes. still got her eye on the goal and she lost the round she lost two she lost three she wasn't getting depressed on the stool she was still wanted to try to right. and she was when was when, what what round was that she almost got the arm lock was that the fourth round I, it was third or fourth it might have been the fourth do you mean the arm lock or the kimura no, it wasn't a Kimura. She did have her almost under an, in a Kimura in, oh. in one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, but Amanda's good at defending uh, a lot of yeah. stuff. But the arm lock, I thought, was pretty close. Straight arm lock when she got it off her back. That you know might have been the fourth. Was she up against the cage? Yeah, that was she why was. she could. Yeah. Yeah, but it was very. It was. It was definitely a legit. She's very dangerous off her back, and I wanted Amanda to win. I, you know, I like Amanda so much. And uh, I was nerve wracking. Do you think that she went to the floor? I mean, the strategy of fighting South Pole was really, really smart. And then just throwing that right hook when she came in. But do you think that uh, Amanda just wanted to beat her on the floor, like to prove that she could? Or why do you think she kind of changed strategy halfway through the fight and went down to the floor and stayed there? I think it was very smart because the one, even though I like the difference, because she knew like in the first fight, how like Juliana would come in like almost like charging like behind her punches so like when she tried to like counter her right away and if it didn't if it didn't land juliana's landing like if not the first two the three or four on her and she keeps like like punching her way in so what i really liked the correction i really really liked and uh juliana did not like is now she was like backing up with her keeping the distance when she'd char instead of just firing back right away she'd back up enough and then throw that fucking right hook it was a right hook right yeah uh, uh, yeah, yeah, she right. was fighting lefty. Well, she just dropped that right hook. Yeah, yeah, and then just catching her like like on the head, and she didn't. And she never seen it coming right. because she's so intent on trying to catch um, uh, Amanda with the punches coming in that she's punching like wah, 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 and then she just back up, back up, back up, boom! It was almost like pot shotting, like yeah, but you know, and uh, I really, I really like it a lot. I, I and she landed like three times, I believe, and she dropped her. Yes. Twice, maybe three times. Didn't she drop it twice in one round? I want to say once in the first, twice in the second. I might be wrong about that. But what's so smart? I'm sorry, Jimmy. I don't know if you're That's good. No, no. How she fought was she knows that Julian is so tough, which you showed him there from getting cut up and keep going, that she didn't want to. She knows that she, I mean, there's a possibility, a big possibility that Amanda could try to knock her out and get to right again. Like, right. You know I mean? So she mixes in well-timed she's a jiu-jitsu black belt she mixes in well-timed takedowns kind of like she did with valentino when she fought valentino that second time was the yeah i think they fought yeah second time anyway but she mixes in the takedowns and she was doing great on top she's not i mean besides that one arm lock yeah. you know she's when you do jiu-jitsu long enough you're pretty aware yeah. of the conditions so i thought it was brilliant i thought it was brilliant and i thought that um you know one um one person did the homework because she needed to and Juliana thought she might just be able to, to run it back the same way you know I didn't know she was prepared for these corrections did you now so did you think that 50 44 or 50 43 was fair I mean Amanda was so dominant I just thought that Juliana was such a threat off her back that she at least earned a 50 45 but maybe I'm wrong well I mean you'd have to I, you'd have to say show me which round she's getting a 10 8 in I mean right there's some rounds where I wouldn't do that. I, I, I knew I wasn't going, was that a 10, eight or 10, nine? Really? I was doing a lot. All right. Well, she's, she lost three rounds. Now she lost that. She has to get a stop. Yeah. Yeah. She has to get a stop. So I maybe have to go back and really see, all right, that could be a justified 10, eight. Cause that's always kind of opinionated. 
with the pen eights, you know, at least from what I feel. So like, I don't know, like, I, it, I, it, listen, it was a shutout. She lost every round. I don't know about the 10-8 round. I have to go back, but hey, man, it wasn't like it was a close fight, you know? What kind of fun is waiting for you at Kings Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun this season. Kings Island is now open weekends. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So two and one and one person gave two ten eights to Amanda, uh, the forty three. Yeah. Hey, man. It, it, you know. Um, listen. I, I, but know what's nice though? Even though it was like a shutout, ah, we haven't seen the last of Juliana Pena. I want to see no. who's next. I want to see who she fights next. And uh, you know, I think yeah, she's a win away from getting right back in there because she's shown. Yeah. Because you know, Amanda puts people away. I mean, Juliana shows that she's going to be a threat. Unless maybe she'll make corrections after this, you know? My, like- my, and I'm annoyed because I had her originally picked by decision, and then I changed it to first-round stoppage. Stupid asshole I am. Yeah, but you, you're talking about water under the bridge. I know. There's nothing I can do about it. Um, also, uh, Sergey uh, uh, Pavlovich, that stoppage against Derek Lewis, I, I think Derek would have been stopped there uh, because he was on his hands and knees having and, and Pavlovich was standing over him, kind of just swinging left and right. But that was still a little, uh, Marigliotti got it wrong there. Uh, you know, Dan's usually, I don't know, does he usually spray? I mean, he's usually not. I mean, I, I kind of felt for him because if you look at yeah. the way he, he dropped, you know, it could be like, oh, he's done, but he really wasn't. So... Nobody's a mind reader. Right. You could say, all right, Big Dan fucked up. You could say that. Or you could say, well, I don't know, maybe Derek fucked up because he's in that position. Like, So it's like the ref is there to protect you if he thinks you're not going to. So you did drop. Yeah. There is times when Derek did drop face, face first in the past and he was out. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Look at some of his fights. So I kind of felt for Dan when that. Yeah. Probably most likely it was. It, in hindsight, it's the wrong call. But yeah. you can see how sure would have made that. But I think Derek was in big, big trouble there anyway. Like, because he was on, again, on all fours almost. At just, you know, he was teeing off, standing up. There was nothing going to stop that onslaught. Hey, this is running low. And this kind of isn't. So look at this. For those of you that can't see, Matt is doing drugs. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I apologize. Stand corrected. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, what else? Let's talk some MMA. All right. How about um, that that liver kick that uh, <laughs> stopped Kai Kara France in the third? Um, they both look great. Moreno looked great, and he looked great. But that kick, uh, I guess, that just shuts everything down. I don't. I can't remember ever having been hit in the liver, but they say it just shuts you down. This is what I like, and this is what I want to find. Maybe I'll. You know what? 
you know what? I, I don't know if it's going to say because it said the words underneath it. I don't know if you're going to hear it. The corner work of James Krause. Now, James Krause, I believe, this is the first camp he's working with Brandon Marino. I'm not positive of that, but you guys can double check that. But, you know, now you got Brandon Marino, and I was a little concerned about him changing camps because he's looking so good. Right. Even though he lost that last one, which I thought he won. Yeah, very close yeah. fight. Very close fight. He went to go with James Krause. I like James Krause a lot. He's an active fighter. That's a he's a, a leader. He, 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 he's um he's like a he's a guy that's involved with a lot of things. I went to his fight promotion. It was a huge thing when we did looking for a fight, and he like sold out like a like a he had like a it almost looked like a little it was like it was it looked like one of the it was one of the most well run small shows. Right. It didn't even feel like a small show. It felt like a big show. It was in a big stadium. But uh, James Krause, you know, he runs his team. And he has his fighters and he knows his fighters. So when he's getting with Brandon Marino, I was, I wanted to see, I wanted to see how that would go. And if you look between the rounds before he got that, that uh, was it liver kick. Rick yes. Liver kick. Yeah. Loading rib. Where did he get liver? Liver. Liver. But, it looked uh, like the liver. Yeah. But you hear James Krause saying, you know, end with the hook. What about the kick? End with the kick. What about ending with the kick? So he fucking told them between rounds and that it's not a coincidence. Right. He had this plan. He told them what about, he first mentioned the left hook and, and then he goes, end with the kick sometimes. And I, dude, next round, then you see right next round, boom, he ended with the kick, ended the fight. Yeah. This could be the start of something special with uh, Brendan Marino with, uh, uh, you know, with James Krause. Yeah as his uh, coach. What, what did you think about, uh, and Kai Kai France looked good up until that point as well. Uh, he was landing some really good shots. Yeah. What, what did you think about Davidson Figueredo coming into the cage? It was a little awkward. Um, it just seemed like there was going to be a confrontation and Moreno's such a nice guy. And I think underneath it, Davidson Figueredo's a nice guy. So they're both just like being nice. Like it, they couldn't fake being assholes. They're just nice. They're both nice. <laughs> Normally, that's probably a, um, like a PR nightmare. It's probably yeah. like, boom. That's not going to sell a lot of tickets. But because their fights are such bond burners, I don't really feel it. Need- you know that's they- their fights are awesome. I mean, they, they, I mean, they have a very exciting fights when they fight. And I don't think anybody's going to be upset about seeing that matchup again. They, they, a Brandon fourth Marino, time. Brand is not going to be a, a shit talker. It's just not going to happen. Right, it's not who he is. Crazy. He kicks ass and plays with his Legos. He's not going to be that guy right. to sit there and start talking some shit. It was gonna, I, thought, I was hoping it wasn't going to be like a language thing because when he was saying all the nice stuff, Brandon, I was hoping Figueroa wasn't going to start like fucking being like, I, I didn't think he, I didn't know how he'd react. And he's being a nice guy also. So it was, it was, it wasn't cringy, but it was slightly awkward. But having said that, I'm looking forward to them fighting. It felt unnecessary because when he walked in, then F- Davison's just standing there and Brandon was talking about something he wanted to say. And it just felt like Davison is not a big enough asshole to interrupt him. So he just let him have this moment. Um, you know, and I would see them fight uh, I, you know, a fourth time. We have uh, Alexander Pantoja's coming on today. He's calling for a title fight, a very fast stoppage of Alex uh, Perez. Although I, I mean, Alexander was uh, ranked number four, I believe, and Perez was number six. So does Askarov get a shot first? I don't. I don't know how they do that. Well, I'll tell you right now. Alexandra was Alexandra was looking amazing. I mean, yeah. I mean, that, you can't ask for a. How long was the fight? A minute. Uh, Ninety-one seconds, and I think he was on his back in thirty seconds. 
back. I think. But he, he, he walked him down right away. Yeah, walked him right down. There was, yep. no, there was no feeling out process. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did you ever have anybody come at you like that? Like almost like they're not afraid? Because if you're Alex Perez, you have to f- feel like this guy has no respect for my punching power. He's walking right right in without it. Did you ever have anybody come at you in, with that energy? Well, usually they wouldn't because they didn't want me getting them down because of my grappling, you know? Right. So they, they play more like a Dean Thomas did trying to get away type of thing. But like, uh... Oh, BJ Penn came at me. Fucking Ivan Medjival came at me though. I got him right down right away. BJ came at me. I snatched up his leg, got into the cage. You know, like he's hard to get down, BJ. Yeah. But like, but yeah, you know, it makes it easier to get that clinch though when they're aggressive. Right. Oh, but, it does. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, man. Then trying to stalk him down, you know. So you prefer someone to be aggressive? Oh, I'm there to fight, not to dance, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm there to fight. <laughs> I don't put those running shoes on me, bro. I like that, man. I like meeting right in the middle. That's what I respect about Frank Trigg. Yeah? Yeah, he met me in the middle. He did. He some punches. Yeah. It's not my, it's not, it's not my fault he can't crack an egg. No. <laughs> he didn't hurt you? Damn, Jimmy! He didn't hurt you? No! I had, <laughs> such, a, I had such a blast in that fight. <laughs> you know, I wish they were all like that. He, I, I should yell at him, though, because he made me fall in love with my hands, and then I took unnecessary shots I had to from fucking Chris Lytle. I should have added a takedown. But anyway, let's get into more fights while we're waiting. Are we waiting? Yeah. What's going well, on? Well, we, I, I, I'm waiting for uh, Hamdi uh, Abdelwahab, who had a tremendous uh, first UFC appearance against Dante Mays. Took the fight on 12 days notice, I think. Uh, he's the first Egyptian UFC fighter. And uh, he seemed a little tired in the second, but he looked great. And uh, I, I guess he's having a time. It's probably a time thing, or maybe he's traveling. Who the fuck well, knows? He took the fight on 12 days notice. He had no camp. I want to ask if he was getting ready for something. What oh, kind yeah. of shape he was when he took the fight. Because that's not that's no camp on 12 days notice. That, that's No, no, it's not. So, I think it was 12 I, days, man. I think I so. I was annoyed with. Yes, 12 days. I was yes. annoyed with. And it's him, his fight. Guys, look up who the ref was in his fight, if you can. I'm sick of these guys. Playing to the crowd, these fucking reps. Like they'll lift the standing people oh, up, yeah. Man. Oh, what's the matter? You want to be a hero to the crowd? Yeah. Why not be a hero to the fighters? Or being, how about just to the fighters? How about giving them their their due when they get a takedown? Let them work a little, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Don't give it to the drunk fans. It was unreasonable, some of the stand-ups. When I see that, I see an insecure rep. That's right. Don't get me yeah. wrong. If there's a guy clearly not trying to pass a guard, just sit yeah. there, I get it. But you, there's a big difference between that and a guy working either get a takedown up against the cage and working him up against the cage. Yeah. Or on the floor, I mean, they they had some standups that were fucking horrendous. Yeah, they had a few I bad ones. Know, um, specifically, uh, when, when, uh, Hamdi, who's going to be on in a second, dude, he took shots that he and he's tough. He could take them, but they were they wouldn't have took him if the guy didn't stand. Yeah, up he should not have had to take that. Was that the second or third round? Um, I remember he did it in during uh, during the fight more than once, but it, it's remember how the fight ended. It ended with them on the feet. They wouldn't have been on the feet. That's right. They should have been on the ground. Yeah. Because um, Maze wouldn't have been uh, he wouldn't have got up. You know. I first of all, I didn't think it was a split decision. I thought Hamdi should have won unanimous, and also the uh, you. I think I thought that when he was at the end of the third or whatever, when he was when they stood them up, I was thinking if he knocks him out right now. They shouldn't have been on their feet to begin with. He had him down, and he was he was trying to stay active. He wasn't just laying on him. You're making a lot of sense, Jimmy. 
a lot of sense. Yeah, and did you think it was unanimous? I thought I, I thought uh, Donatello's very tough, but I thought that that should have been a, a unanimous decision. I was oh, I, shocked. I, I, listen, yeah, no, of course, of course he was tough, uh, Donatello, but but how many got that decision, man? I like I like him a lot. He's aggressive as hell. Now he's all together with this fight. He only has six six fights. Six fights, six that and zero. Oh, yeah, first UFC fight. Yep. What let's what's gonna happen with this guy with a full camp? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I'm asking you. I think he's very. It depends on who they match him up against, but I, I think he'd be very effective. Look at you. You already. Yeah. He's not gonna go far. I, I, I do. I think the sky's the limit, Jimmy. I disagree with you. I do too. I think. Uh, how old of a guy is he? He's only 29. Jimmy, twenty nine. Hey, Jimmy, how's how's your show's been? The fat black pussy. Guy? It's been very good. The Wednesday Denver was great when I was there. I have a uh, few gigs coming up. Coming up to Rochester, everything's been great. I mean, really good shows. Let me ask you, Jimmy. Sure. As a guy who's been doing what you do for probably as long as I've been doing what I do, as far as yep. doing teaching, I don't know, thirty years, whatever it is. When it was almost taken away from you, and now it seems a knock on wood. Who knows what all shit that right. You know, who knows what's going to happen in the future, but with it almost taken away from us, both our livelihoods, what we mainly do, how does it feel now being back on the road? Is it a little bit more like, did you, like, like, man, I took this for granted. This is such a great life. Or no, I won't take it for granted again. Um, I, and I'm kind of noticing just being appreciative of going to the comedy cellar, working on material. Uh, yeah, the travel still sucks. I hate flying. It's you know boring being on the road. But I, I love the fact that I can do it. So yeah, it, it's like I'm not taking for granted anymore these, uh, you know, the ability just to walk to the comedy cellar and uh, do my sets. I heard Louis C.K. one time. I think he was on Opie and Anthony, and he was talking about uh, life on the road. Like like a, a, he described a typical day, and when I listen to that, I'm like, if you just take out stand-up comedy and put in a jiu-jitsu seminar i could fucking totally relate yeah i, I could relate because there's been times like he was funny i'm not going to do the whole thing sure but he, like you know it start the day and whatever he would uh, it definitely worked whacked off a lot he was saying yeah but uh, then he would go to a mall and offer like a soft served uh, uh yogurt and then he realized the person he talked to at the cash he's the first person he talked to all day i don't know it was very yeah very nomad nomadish like it was like yeah you're there for a job and you're like fucking i don't know you're like you're like and then you're right then you're out then you have like your little thrill when you do your thing and you have and then you're back on a play it was it was i could relate to it is what i'm saying hey alexander how you doing i'm fine bro happy to talk with you uh, happy to talk with you too. Uh, you have to be feeling very good today after that incredible uh, win on Saturday night. Yeah, it's an incredible night. Um, feel so special when I, I go to the cage and see Mike Tyson watch my fight. It's something I'm never gonna forget. That's right. Yeah, Mike goes to a lot of fights. Do you when when, when do you think of it while you're fighting at all? If there's like somebody you really love in the crowd and you notice them, does that uh, are you able to to not think of that during the fight? Uh, it's like a hero, you know. I think it's uh, Mike Tyson is special for all the fights. You know, doesn't matter if you're a jiu-jitsu guy, if you're a Muay Thai guy, it's something like a, it's an icon, you know. It's 
is my dad, my my grandma, my grandpa, everybody watches this guy. And uh, it's nice because I win like Mike Tyson, you know, it's not like a knockout, but I win fast, you know. Everybody say me, uh, when Mike Tyson go to the fight, everybody wait all the night and the fight is over in one minute, you know. It's very special. <laughs> it well, sucked you- when you were, oh, sorry, Matt, no, I was gonna say, well, you know what that's like now, buddy. I mean, I, you made quick work, and uh, you know your opponent was no lemon. I mean, I was, I was expecting a battle. And how doesn't it feel great? Like, look at you, you you got another mark on you. You probably had way tougher sparring session sessions. Doesn't it feel great that you put all that work in, and you're like, fuck it, it pays off the way it does so early. It, it's nice to talk to you, legend. It's, uh, oh. It's something very special to me too. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I born and uh, see all your fights. You know, I, I'm growing watch you. You know, oh, and uh, it's you. very special. Uh, I, I'm so grateful to be a part of the UFC. You know, um, something I walk around the all weekend and everybody work for UFC. I see the happy faces. You know, everybody smile, happy. What do you do? And uh, then I take care of the everybody, you know, when he's back to the after COVID, put everybody to work. It's something so special. And uh I'm work so hard for Alex Perez. I know he's a tough kid, you know. And uh when you train so hard for someone like that, you evolve, you know. And uh I've said that for him, you know, hey bro, get hands up, you know. I'm trained too much, I've trained so hard for you, you know. And uh my 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 training partners know that uh, I'm from America top team. You know, matter it's a big gym. You know, you have so so many guys of like you have 100 professional guys working the same place. You know, and uh, all country. You know, you have Russians. Uh, you have uh, guys from Ukraine and work with each other. You know, it's you know it's very special atmosphere. You know. And uh, Japanese, you have Kyoji Gucci. I train with Adriano Moraes too, and uh, so many names, you know, and helping me to to back to the fight, you know, after my surgery. And uh, when I back to the gym, I, you I, you need to train to train ETT, you know, you need to stay ready because all is a shark tank, you know. Yeah. And uh, I have to to my performance because. I do that in the gym, all 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 my trains like that, you know. Uh, the guys talk me with uh, I'm fight like a street fighter, you know, because I love that, you know. You close the cage, and I go to the fight, you know. And I try to do that in my fight, you know. I try to to relax and just enjoy it, to, to you know, enjoy to to all happy, you know. I go to Dallas, and uh, I think the first time I fight with public after COVID. And that's so special when I, uh, Alex Perez go with a nice song, you know, uh, Notorious. I love that song. But when my song st- start to make noise, you know, is a many man from Fifth Saint. I never see that, bro. Everybody start start, uh, start to, to sing the song, you know, and I'm crazy. I'm taking off my T-shirt, <laughs> take it off, you know, and uh, I feel so great. Like I say, and I go to the cage, see Mike Tyson, Daniel White, Mick, everybody's there. And uh, I feel that's my night, you know. Did you get to meet Mike at all? Sorry? 
Did you did you get to meet or talk to Mike Tyson at all? No, 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 no. I, you know, I, I'm happy and I, I can see all things happen. You know, uh, after the walk, my walking and uh, I'll wait to Paris walk in and uh, I'm the backstage. But s some guys from public uh, start to take my picture and uh, I, I take pictures with these guys so like a selfies. And my coach Pahumpa said, hey, focus on the fights, focus on... But I just yeah. enjoy, enjoyed the moment, you know. I'm very focused, you know. I'm not dancing, I'm not doing not, you know. I'm very focused. I'm, I respect too much my opponent and uh, all all things happen, you know. But I um, enjoy all, all the show, you know, because the UFC is that, you know. It's a, not just fight, you know, it's the entertainment, you know. And uh, when you all this connection, that performance can happen, you know. You're just enjoying the whole experience, every the every part of it, the pictures, the fight, the walkout, the whole thing for you is a, is the same thing. You're just enjoying it. And uh, in the in the locker rooms, I feel so calm, you know. And uh, I try to Matt can say that when you feel like a uh, you put pressure in your shoulders, your legs, you feel the legs, your legs so heavy, you know. Yeah. And uh, when you when you you know that you know when you feel your legs heavy, bro it's bad night for you you know and uh i just start thinking about that i i don't need to feel nervous you know uh i think that's my 12 i have 12 fights in ufc i think something like that. 12 fights in ufc and now i feel uh um i deserve i deserve be a part of the ufc you know i feel like a one of the best fighters of the world you know and uh now ett you have like the best norms of the game in my gym and uh one of that names love watching me uh, watch my train you know when i go to the cage some guys sit around and watch because he, he said to me hey, i love to see your train bro i love to see your fights and that's one of the best names of, of the game you know like i'm uh Thiago Marreta, you know junior cigano you know bro junior yeah. cigano is the, the brazilian heavyweight champion you know and I train with these guys. You have Timbal, Pitbull, that uh, that's guys like a Matt Serra. Uh, I grow up watching these guys, and uh, I feel very special moment in my career now. Well, but people, Jimmy, I don't know if you're aware, but on the Ultimate Fighter, you know, Alexandria beat mm -hmm. he beat both Brandon Marino with a second round sub and Kaya Kaya France. Kaya France, yeah, versus a, with a unanimous decision. That's huge. I mean, people might not know that you, so you were gone for a little while now, Alexander. What happened? You had to get a surgery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a problem with my knee after Brandon Rival. I go to the fight with some problem, and in the fight, the problem is big, you know, and I need to stop to to, to surgery. And the day I do my surgery, the UFC called me about to fight for the title, you know, and something like I put one hand in the belt and it say, I don't can go, you know, I need like a six month to recover. And I, I talk all the time. It's like a, something with God, you know, God say to me, hey, if you want the, this belt, you need proof one more time. You need real proof. You, you, you deserve that, you know. And when I go to the case start today, I, I try to do that, you know. Well, and that, I, when, you say, when, when, when you say about the Tuffy, Tuffy 24 is one more to hard tournament, you know, I think because all the guys are champion, you know, all guys champion. You have the Choto guy champion, you know, Japanese guy. You have Kai. 
Brando, and Brando is go to the to their house with the number sixteen. So like a, the last guy, you know. It's amazing. It's amazing. You have Damasio Page, you know, Tim Elliott, Matt Chanel, you know, a lot of good fighters, you know. Shit. And uh, when I fight with Moreno, the first fight of the show, uh, it's a war, you know. And some some guys talk, uh, talk hey, maybe Pantoja is not like that. You know, maybe Pantoja is not so good because they make a tough fight with the number 16. Right. But everybody now watching <laughs> Moreno is a champion, you know? and uh, Kai Karafres make the fight in the same night, and I knock out the guy with like a two punches, you know. And uh, I come for the Kai fight with the Kai with uh, after war with the Moreno, and my my eye have like a big cut, like uh, past gloom, and uh, everybody know Kai have a big right hand, you know, and I need I need to make like a smart fight with Kai, you know, because I know his danger. Yeah. And uh it's very tough fight for me because guy don't 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 fight, you know, it's make like a two points and knock him out his first guy. But yeah, for me one of the, the more hard tough. What did you think of the fight between uh, Moreno and, and uh and Kai? Uh and how it ended. Moreno looked so so sharp that night, you know. Everybody know Kai have big right hand but uh i think he need more like more you know you know just one hand you can be a champion you know and especially this division you know in that division you need to know all skills you know wrestler bjj is good striking you know and uh and more and proof that you know well then dc was saying i think it was during your fight that in 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 the your division guys have to be so much better. Like he said that like you have to be better than he was as a heavyweight to compete at flyweight because everybody is so good at that weight. Everybody has so many weapons at that weight. Maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe Kai does need to add something to his arsenal. Um, Cause it seems like everybody in, in flyweight can do everything well. Uh, and uh, you, when I watch like, uh, I think last month uh, matching out with a uh, Sue, the China's guy, yeah, yep. it's incredible fight, you know. Similar, yeah. It, it, it's special, yeah, it's special moment for flyweight. And uh, you have Manel Capi, the Angola guy, uh, from uh, is come from. Man, this Manel Capi is a huge guy, you know. It's a huge guy in the uh, huge name in the, the flyweight division. And uh, I'm so happy now. I beat Manel Capi, one of the big names. Uh, Brandon Rival is coming off two wins. Mm. And now Alex Perez, after he fight for the title, and uh, I really think uh, I can I can fight for the title. You know, you see, all, all everybody see how fat uh, Davidson Figueiredo is now. You know, and uh, he, he looked like a retire. You know, retire. He looks fat. You said you don't you don't you don't see him. It's not, this figure it look fat. I didn't know that he was wearing a jacket. Man, yeah, he's looking like a one sixteen, you know, something like that, bro. Oh, shit. Do you do you think that he's moving up, or do you think that he's just eating too much? I think he 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 don't focus in yourself, you know. Ah, I think I, you, you you know that when you have a lot of uh, cameras, lights in your in you. 
sometimes you lo you lose your head, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, I think maybe this happened to him now, you know. He's had some problem with his manager. He's, he's tried to change the manager. He changed to the gym. And uh, I know he, he, don't, he don't fight for the title because he had some problem with the finger. But when you have problem with your finger, you can run, you can lift, you can do it. Oh, shit, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, when I look to Figueredo, he's, uh, when I see him in this weekend, he's uh, in the, the lobby on the hotel. I think maybe he's have the belt in the shoulder. It's like a, you see, it's like a, you know, like a, I don't know. I don't know if he's going back, he gonna back to the fight. He's just enjoy everything he do in the past, you know. Uh, I think rest, resting on his laurels. In other words, I'm the champ now. I don't got to train. I could just chill out, shake hands, and kiss babies, sign sign autographs. Yep. I, he's getting Hollywood. Is that what you're saying? He's getting soft? That's it. Good. And I, he looked like a clown, bro, you know? Oh, shit. He, he's, I, I don't know, what, what do you call that? Is a... Uh, Eyebrow? He, he put his, 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 uh, his collar in the red, you know? Oh, damn. Man. He, and uh, he have a jacket with... Uh, lights in and that and uh, I, I don't feel his respect the moment of the Breno Moreno like then I say you know he don't respect Moreno when a boy that's a big moment for the guy he have the belt or again winter in the belt doesn't matter but it's a big moment and then uh, he put it on uh, he jumped in the cage like uh, I'm the real champion but he looked like a clown you know like a I don't know man Al, do, do you think that they do you think that they they kind of prompted him to get in the cage? Didn't they, you know, like, Davison, get up here? Like, didn't they kind of push him to go in the cage and or did he want to do it on his own? It looked to me like they were trying to tell Davison to come into the cage to have that moment. I think he just wants uh, more lights in him, you know. Oh, more lights on him. Okay. I, I, I want the cameras, I want the cameras, I want attention, you know, all the time I want attention. If you want attention, go fight, bro. Because that's why he have attention, you know, because he's a, he's a he's a brilliant fighter, you know, he's a very good fighter, you know. But uh, after uh, when he's out the cage, he's look different, you know. I tell I tell him he look like a fake guy out out of the cage, you know. Of course, he's a real champion, real fighter. He's have so many skills. He just he's destroy all division, bro. He's beating Moraga. Moraga is a big name of the division, you know. He's killed Benavides two times, you know. Yeah. And uh, man, he's a fucking danger guy, you know. And uh, and uh, now you look like you look to him, and uh, it's look like a, he don't he's not gonna fight more, you know. He, he don't look to the future. He's just uh, still in the past, you know. Well, that's good for you, though. Yeah. Don't you think? And uh, I I. I found him in the backstages and after all, all that that shit happened, and uh, he said to me, "Hey, bro, I don't know if I can make the weight." And I tell him, "Hey, bro, go up, man. Take this this better weight for Brazil, and I and I and I take for the flyweight, you know. But you're gonna stop the division again, man." And I Moreno say December, and now I I, I hear Figueiredo say February, you know. Man, he told me to get on a treadmill, man. We got to keep yeah. this shit going. Of course, man. I read the fight, man. Come on. I fight in December or I fight in November, you know? So do you, what do you think you have to do to get a shot 
Uh, do you think that they're going to have their fourth fight definitely next? That's the unification fight. And then you'll fight the winner of that. Or do you think you're going to have to fight somebody else first? It's hard to me say because Figueiredo is the true champ. Moreno have the interim belt now. And uh, the, the thing to do is the four times Figueiredo in Moreno. But I say again, when more when Davidson is ready, you know when he 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 need like a three months, four months to back the shape, to do it again uh, all your training camp, you know I don't know if he go to the Cali to train with Faber, and uh, like uh, I said before, you know I fight for with the Brendan Rival and I have one hand at the title, I need to make my surgery, I'm back again fight to the Paris, I have three wins in a row, you know with a big opponents. And uh, I would fight for the belt, you know, but uh, I believe UFC. I know UFC try to do the best for all, not just for me, not just for one or two guys, but all for division and the best for UFC. You know, that's the entertainment, you know. If you don't like it, get out, you know. And uh, I have I have to with my contract. Uh, I have to because I'm, I'm from Brazil. I'm from a small city. I don't have any shit when I come to U.S. And now I have my house. I have my kids here speaking English. You know, I grab my green card. And uh, I'm so happy and glad to be a part of that, you know. And uh, I have to train in the best gym in the world, America Top Team. I have the best partners, best coaches. And uh, I'm ready to do one more fight if I need, you know. But I, I, I think it, the fight, what everybody wants to see, it's my fight now, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see you against either one of those guys. Um, Alexander, look, uh, come back on with us again. Now, congratulations on that win. You looked incredible. Um, and uh, whether they have to fight first or you're next, either way, you're going to get your shot at the title. Uh, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And uh, congratulations, man. It was, it was a great night Thanks for so you. And you really, really, uh, was the most, I think the most impressive win of the night was yours. So, so entertaining, so dude. So entertaining. Yeah, really. You walked really nice. Right. Walked him right down like a little Tyson, and you got a hold of him, got his back. And I, I tell you right now, I don't know if that was a choke or you were gonna break his fucking neck because that fucking that choke. Yeah, I'm the jaw. That was I so know. nasty, man. If, if you don't stop me, I, I, I bring it to his head for my house. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. were stretching him too, right? Oh. Weren't you holding it away too? You were kind of like pulling his neck and his chest back. That was a really painful I, looking. For, for, first, I just I just tried to clean to put like a uh, the needle choke, like a common needle choke. But I feel he have the chin, and I think I, I need a good elephant because I don't can grab like a perfect and. Uh, and I know I need to clean one hand, and when I have, I just like I put more, more, more strong I can do. You know, I try to do the same with uh, uh, the Moise. I do is one choke, but different choke uh, one month again, Chago Moise. And uh, but I try, bro. Uh, I I thinking about to lift the, the the back and try to knock Mount here again. You know, like because I feel he he feel my hand the first yeah. hand. Bro, I'm on fire that night. You know, I I, I feel I can knock him out. But if if I leave uh, the the back, my coach Pahumpa is he, maybe is jumping the cage and gonna kill me. You know. Hey, <laughs> I'm glad you listen to Pahumpa. He did the right thing. Your yeah. next yeah. fight, maybe you show off. Uh, you get a knockout next one. But yeah. that is that's beautiful, man. So well rounded. Yeah. So well rounded, man. The and even the back take from the single to the come up to the, that was fucking beautiful. 
So we can't wait to watch you fight again, man. Yeah. Again. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks so much. Thank I appreciate that. All right. Uh, we'll yeah. see you again, man. Pleasure talking to you, all right? Thank you. Thank you. Alexander Pantoja. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Look at his shirt today. He always gets a hangout pass. Hey, Gerald, how are you, buddy? I'm great. Hey, I gotta forgive me if it's hard to hear me. I'm in my car because I actually am dropping my son off. He's moving in. He transferred from Oklahoma to Fort Hayes State. He's playing football here. And uh, we had a furniture we had a furniture store right now. But if you thought I was gonna miss this, <laughs> hey, listen, I'm gonna I listen, I'm glad this is unfiltered because that's exactly what I'm gonna be. I'm go. going to try to control myself. Don't do it. But don't do I'm, yeah, I'm not going to. I'm lying. Yeah. Talk What's up, fellas? Oh, did you have something? No, you were about to say something? You are, I don't want you to control the yourself. Goat! The gold! Stop <laughs> playing with her. Stop playing. I tried to tell y'all. I've been saying this. I tried to tell y'all. See, a lot of people, they think people make excuses because they tell the truth. Yeah. If you ask the person, what happened? Why did you lose? And they tell you, I had COVID, which was, they pushed the fight back. Okay, I had COVID, yeah. but I said, you know what? I'm going to fight anyway. I came back. Anybody who's had COVID knows that Amanda was not lying about not being able to breathe right, not being able to function right. When you get COVID, you don't, you don't get right back right to being normal. Yeah, we see and she has sinus issues to begin with. She has, she has bad sinus to begin with. We see Lamar Jackson, he was dominating the league before he got COVID, he came back, he wasn't the same player because he, I mean, it's hard to recover from that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not that's not regular recover from. And then if you're already battling COVID, you're struggling to breathe, you can't function like you usually do, able to move and push through, you might take wrong steps, you might compensate, and that's how you can hurt your knee. She hurt her knee, but she said, you know what? She said it. I got to a point to where it was nothing else to prove. So I'm just like, let me go fight this fight. You know, I probably should have did it, but it cost me my belt. But don't get it twisted. I am still the lioness, and she proved it. You know what pissed me off the most is that I was in that stadium. I was sitting front row, and they introduced her, and I heard boos. Why on earth did we boo the lioness? She's not a villain. 
She don't disrespect anybody. If you want somebody else to win, that's fine. But why did we boo her? So when she started dominating that fight, I was talking crazy to everybody. <laughs> I was, I'm not gonna lie to you. I turned around to a fan. I was like, I heard you booing. Why are you not booing? Why are you so quiet? What happened? Yeah, I don't know why they would boo her either, to be honest with you. Uh, the, the amount of the win she's had, the people she's beat, how dominant she's been. She's entitled to have one bad fight. Um, I thought they, I, Matt and I talked about this before. I thought that the 50 to 43 or 50, 44 is a little unfair to Juliana, but it was clearly she won every round. Uh, very, very, she was very dominant. Yeah. Well, she was dominant. 50, 43 is kind of crazy because yeah. I mean, you look at Amanda's face, she obviously was getting hit. I don't know if she got need or what. I thought it was dominant and very clear. 50-43 is like, yeah, like no, like really no resistance. You know what I'm saying? And, and let me say this. Let me just say this. Before I had so much respect for Pena because she's a single mom from Chicago. Yeah. And she makes everything about her little girl. Yes, she took in, she wanted to do the interview. She took in the media, but she always found her way to go back to take her daughter, seeing her compete, saying, I have to make sure that my daughter sees how I am and I don't quit and, I, and this is not going to happen. If anybody ever needed an example of what it looks like to compete when you're doing it for your children, go watch that fight. I believe anybody else would have folded after the second round. I right. mean, literally... When Amanda was squeezing her neck, you could see it was almost like they was pouring blood out of her head. And she didn't quit. She never, man, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, stay away from her. Like, if it wasn't Amanda, that somebody's losing that night. Like, stay away from Pena. She's every bit of what she said she is. I'm looking, I'm very, uh, she got a fan of me and the rest of my family. And we're all looking forward to her next fight. I hope the surgery went well. She heals up, and I can't wait to see her fight again because she is a dog, man. I'm telling you. That and you know what it was, too? When you see somebody, like, even though she lost every round, she was so ferocious off her back and, and trying to throw up uh, uh, submissions. I, I feel like I would still love to watch her fight again tomorrow. Like, she didn't lose anything, even though she lost 50-45. Heck no. Heck no. Anybody who says that, I don't think her rank, I don't know if she was ranked, but I don't think her ranking should drop. She fought, like, this is the best women's fighter of all time you went against. Yeah. And anybody else that Amanda has had tough fights with, like Shevchenko, when they went all the rounds, she didn't look the way she looked after the fight. Like, Amanda looked like she had been through a brawl, even though she dominated the fight. Just, like, her foot, she was on crutches. Her eye was closed. Like, she looked like she went through it. So, Pena, man, I'm telling you, they need to stay away from Pena. Like Amanda's gonna fight who she's gonna fight next, but everybody else, I'm telling it's not gonna go like they think. I guarantee you ain't nobody jumping in line to fight Pena. They're not doing it. What did what did you think of the uh, we talked before too about the Derek Lewis stoppage? Um it definitely felt again, I I he, I it think was he was early. in big trouble, but it was too soon, yeah. It was too soon. I mean, look at Juliana and how like let's say Amanda had pounced. Like Amanda said that she wanted to go five rounds. She wanted to prove how much better she was, which that's a statement fight. But let's say she did try and finish her. And Juliana, with what we've seen with all five rounds, we've seen that even though you look like you're in trouble, you might still be able to keep going. I feel like we don't even know what 
think Lou could have done had he just, you know, I mean, one punch on the ground and he stopped it. Yes, he was in trouble, but we've seen times where refs didn't stop it and guys come back and throw a haymaker and win the fight, you know? But, I I mean, in hindsight, like, we can all say it was an early stoppage, but it's not like he – it was personal. You know, he was just doing his job. So, um, he made a mistake, but we all make mistakes. It happens. You know what I'm saying? So, it is what it is. But I I hated it for Big Lou, you know, being in Texas. Um, you know, I had a guy sit next to where I was at. He said he goes, he follows Lewis, like a, like a, you know, how you have fans that follow rock stars. They go to all the yeah. concerts. He said he goes, any fight he's at, he's there. So he was really upset, you know, but, um, I don't think it should drop Lewis ranking at all. Um, you know, it's just unfortunate that it went that way. I think all of us would have liked to have seen if he could have recovered, but he was in trouble. He was in trouble. Yes. It's a rough call for the ref. The, the way he dropped yeah. down, I mean, you know, you see yeah. fights where, where Lewis, even his last one, he kind of fell forward and it's over. And Right, right. It's, it's, it's a, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be a ref. I wonder hey, if they're a little bad. Do you think they're a little different, a little different with heavyweights too? Because again, the, the, the amount of force you're getting hit with, it's not Absolutely. like taking a flyweight shot. It's a heavyweight, a few shots like that might could really, really get you hurt. Yeah, and, and the thing is, Regardless, this is what I want to say. The fans shouldn't give the ref a hard time. Yes, we all, most, the consensus is it was an early stoppage. Some people that was in there said it wasn't early, but he was just doing his job. And as simple as that, like, his job is to protect the fighters at all times, and that's what he was doing. Yes, us as fans want to see it, but he did his job. So I think everybody should just be like, hey, it happened. Let's move on, you know? Hey, almost as important, I want to talk a little pop culture with you. I not only yes, do I like your Ninja Turtle shirt, but I'm looking at your your Twitter. Your new profile pic is Batman strangling Superman. Yeah, believe it. Now, did you watch the movie Batman versus? Yes, I just I literally I literally just watched it. Oh. I'm, I'm seriously not lying. I literally just watched it four days ago. I watched Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman. Then I watched the Snyder cut of Justice League. Oh, I like that. Like it took it. me about three days to watch it, but I watched it because it's four hours long. So, and You're freaking deep. Batman versus Superman is almost three hours long. So, you know, do you like? So, are you a fan? You're a fan of those movies. Yes, I am. I like. I I understand why people had a problem with it, but how I see it is, Zack Snyder shot the movie so well. They were beautifully shot, like how he filmed them. Like the scene, as much as people may not like the movie. The scene where Batman is trying to get the kryptonite, right? And he turns the corner and he's doing a tailspin and Superman's just standing there. And then his car hits Superman and kind of ricochets off. And it's that first time facing off. How the camera had panned out, the the dialogue, Superman threatening him, him flying off, Batman like looking at him like, yeah, hey, listen, I know you, you know, I know you super, but what's what's good? What you want to do? That is like, that was like a great scene. And yeah. I feel like, you know, uh, Zack Snyder got kind of unfairly judged off the movie, but I can understand why people didn't like it, but I loved them. I loved all of them. So that's just me though. You know? Did you ever see, not, not the series, I wasn't crazy about the series. Did you ever see The Watchmen, the movie by Zack Snyder? Yeah, I watched it. That's pretty dark, and that's it's, it's pretty it's good. Extremely dark. It's extremely dark. Yeah, 
But you know why? It's true to the source material. Yeah, it is. It is. I, did you watch the HBO series? I once I found out that they don't really have powers, like kind of thing. I'm like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, yeah I, I mean, it was. It actually turned out to be pretty good. Like a little twist at the end. Uh, plot twist. Yeah, it was pretty good. What's your favorite moment in any superhero movie? Any superhero movie? I'll say the most iconic moment I've ever been a part of is uh, Cap uh, picking up the hammer in Endgame. Yes. What about when he's when he's when he thinks it's just him? He ties on his oh, absolutely. shield, and all of a sudden he Incredible. hears he hears in his ear. Jimmy hears a certain little phrase. He, he's gonna finish it for me. I, what does he hear in his ear from his good oh, friend? Left. On your left. Look at his shit. I live this. Yeah. I live Come it. On, man. You see what my shirt is, man. This is not That's it, I'm not a fan. It's a lifestyle. On on the left, Jimmy. Do you know what that's from, Jimmy? I have I've never seen that one. No, I've I've only seen a couple so, of them. Oh, so in Captain America, uh, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yes. At the very beginning, when uh Falcon was running, he was jogging. When Captain America kept running past him, he kept saying, on your left. Like, letting him know, like, somebody's coming. So that's what he heard in his ear. That was, like, his catchphrase, like, on your left. And when he heard that in his ear, I know I lost it. Everybody in, in the, the theater. theater lost it. So. Oh, okay. Now, wait, that's not the first Captain America. Is that the first one or no? That's the second one. Oh, okay. Winter Soldier. Yeah, I, yes, sir. Now, I would recommend, maybe you could back me up on this, Gerald. But Jimmy, who's not a huge superhero guy, Winter Soldier is like a that movie is like it's by the Russo brothers. It's like it's almost like a spy movie. You don't even have to if he didn't have a, a shield on and whatnot, you would think it's like a like one of those like FBI. What's that one's um the novels by those? Anyway, it's like almost like a, a Jason Bourne type show. It's really yeah, it's like an espionage movie for sure. Winter Soldier definitely like an espionage movie. And Winter Soldier is to me. I would put it in the top five Marvel movies. Oh, That's okay. me. Yeah. I just thought, and you know what? I always, what I love, have you seen uh, The Great Man? Oh, you, you know, know what? I, I was going to watch it. It's on Netflix, time. right? Yeah. Um, the Russos put a knife flip in there. I don't know if people know, like, the Russos thing is a knife flip. Like, when oh. Bucky was fighting Captain America, there was a knife flip. When they was in, uh, when um, Civil War, there was a knife flip. And um extraction with chris hemsworth there was a knife flip uh-huh. in the gray man there's a knife flip it's like it's almost like if you know their work that's you right. know what's coming in a fight scene yeah and i think that's pretty cool is it yeah. good is it worth watching yes it is because it's got chris evans and um what's my man um captain america oh that's chris no evans. chris that's chris evans um why do I always blade, draw blade runner the new blade runner what's his name i know what you're talking yeah, about it's got uh Oh, Ryan Gosling. Brian Gosling. Yeah. Hey, I always draw a blank. Yeah. Pop culture buddies. We can talk pop. We can have a nerd <laughs> show together. Me and Joe. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Gerald, before we have uh we have another couple of minutes with you. you did you meet Dana when you were uh in Vegas? Was that your first time meeting him? That was my first time meeting Dana. Yeah. I uh, I wanted to meet him in Vegas. I was supposed to go to the Apex one time, but I was in Texas when they all went, so I didn't get a chance to go. But yeah, that was my first time meeting him, man. And I, I felt like him doing what I've seen him do separates him from most people. 
You know, like he doesn't have to walk around and shake it. Right. He can dap people up and keep walking, but it's a lot of weirdos out there. Like as much as we may not want to admit, there's a lot of weirdos out there. But for him to sit and take pictures, like every person he stopped, let me get yes, picture, picture, picture. It wasn't even like a thing that can I get a picture. People was just reaching out, grabbing him, and he was just leaning in, like, yeah, that's incredible to see, man, because he's like um you know, these, these, one of them, like Jerry Joneses, you know, the people, them untouchable people, that's him. And for him to like normalize himself and do that, it makes fans support, not just him, but the UFC even more. And I thought that was incredible, man. hundred percent. And I've been saying that for years too, that like, you know, like it all kind of rolls downhill and the fighters see the way Dana treats the fans and they treat the fans really well. And I think Absolutely. that's helped put the growth of the sport a lot. It invests people in them. Uh, people just love these guys. I think you're right. I think that fan friendly and that accessibility has made that sport. Uh, it's helped to grow a lot because boxers don't stop and do that. No, no, they that man, the UFC fighters are incredible, man. I, um, this past year, the MMA awards, um, I was able to present an award, man. And just being around the fighters, or the staff in general, just everybody around it was incredible. Nobody, you didn't run into nobody that had an ego. Right. Everybody was just like a family. And I'm like, man, y'all punch each other in the face all the time. It's like, but that's what families do. Like your family can fight internally. You know what I'm saying? Your family fight internally, but y'all love each other like 10 minutes later. You know what I'm saying? Like, Y'all might be beefing for a little bit, but after y'all fight or get the argument out, now y'all family again. And that's how the UFC organization is, man. They were just all, it was like just, you know, like this incredible family. And I I had a blast, man. I love it. I love it. I just love to see how humble everybody is. Yes, agree. Listen, before we let you go, I I, I can't get you out of here before asking, have you seen The Boys on Amazon Prime? Of course. Come on. Hey, listen. You mean to tell me all the things you we've seen, and you think I haven't watched The Boys? Like, come on! I'm not. Yes. Done with, I'm. 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 On, I'm still. I'm getting through it. The second. The, the what is it? The third uh-huh. season. The second. It's fucking. So it's so phenomenal. It's first of all, it's disturbing a lot of it, but it's really Jimmy. We talked about this before. It's yeah. Like the Justice League or, or the Avengers. It's it's like if they were a bunch of assholes, like a bunch of just. Yes. It's almost like realistic. It's what people. It's do. It's, it's what. It's what I believe. It's what I believe would be the Justice League if it was real life. That's kind like, of sad, though. They have real life problems. They just yes. so happen to be soups. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't believe that people would just be, if, if Superman was running around here, right? I just don't believe that. I think Lex Luthor is the most realistic villain because I feel like that's how most people would be. Like, there's, Yes, he can save us, but he shouldn't just be able to do whatever he wants. Like, yeah. we should fear that dude because at any point he could turn evil. Just so happen, you know, they do have an evil Superman. He's really an a-hole. You know what I'm saying? Like such an asshole. And and he and they do make it kind of scary because he will is. fucking just blow, he'll use his he'll fry you with his eye beams, he'll he'll punch and, your face, he'll just he's kind of a he's a psychopath on the edge and everybody around him including the other superheroes are like what, what episode oh, are you yeah. in what how far are you in uh i gotta see the episodes I'm, I'm i'm watching it with my wife we're um 
I don't want to get even episode like what's the last thing that happened? Well, kind of general got, without spoilers. What, what the one last that happened? The superhero type girl Maeve, I believe, Brave Maeve. They yeah. kind of she got take. She sent. I don't. We we don't know if she's alive or dead type of thing. Okay, so the they already jumped him. Oh, oh, right jump. oh, yeah, they yeah, yeah. Already jumped him. When they jumped him and couldn't stop him. Oh wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Oh no, no, no. Stop. Spoilers. No, they didn't jump him yet. They didn't jump Homelander yet. So let's just stop right there okay, because they're they're about to. They're about okay. to. Oh, I'm so excited, <laughs> Jimmy. I don't. I want. I'm going to watch that one tonight. I'm right there. I'm just right watch. There. Just watch it, and it, that's not really a giveaway because it's like I mean, oh, I obviously it. he makes it to the end of the season. So, but you know, just watch watch that scene, and then it plays right into the fact of you saying how scary like a Homelander could be in real life. And I love the fact how they doing. It's almost like Captain America, Soldier Boy. I don't know too much mm -hmm. about him yet. But he just came. It's almost like when Captain America came out of being frozen and he's in the new world, they kind of made it like, you know, goofy and like Marvel. Like, oh, wow, this is, you know, there's a radio, there's a TV type of thing. But in this one, like he's walking it's out. It's realistic. He's really looking around like, wait, hold up. We ain't Every got this no more. Wait, why don't we have this? This is weird. Like, it, it's, yes. Yeah, it's, everything it's, in the culture. And, and that's, why, that's why I love the boys. Yeah, yeah man. I, did a, I just did a fantasy draft of like superheroes it was uh two marvel two dc what? um two villains and two wild cards my lineup i had batman superman for dc uh for marvel i had hulk and deadpool i believe and then for my villains i had who, who was i don't remember my villains on my wild cards how i had them lined up but i had uh omni man okay from have you seen um uh, what's it? Not unstoppable. I know what you're talking about. You know talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the, he's like invincible, he's, invincible. Yeah, I had Omni Man. I had, that one. Yeah. I had Omni Man. I had Darth Maul. I had Scorpion from Mortal Kombat, and I had um, I think I had Achilles from Troy. I think I did. Oh, I I I I'd throw a Jedi in there on mine, and I I'd have I'd have a yeah. Too. I do similar things with my kids. We do that fantasy thing. Will you do that with your friends or something? What do you do that fantasy? Marvel? No, it was on a bar stool. It was on a bar stool podcast. Oh shit! Oh well, that's yeah. fun as hell. Ahead, Gerald, Jim. are you plugging anything today too? I mean, you're such a great guest, but are you promoting anything we can help you promote? Nah, just keep rooting for the lioness. That's all <laughs> I care about, man. I want to see my favorite fighters are the lioness. I can't wait to see Bones back. I love Izzy. Um, O'Malley. You gotta love Usman, Kamara Usman. Big Lou, Big Lou. I root for Usman. I root for Usman for sure because I like to see greatness and I respect greatness. So Usman, man, like you just see some people where they just so much better than everybody else. Yeah. And I'm not one of them people that like don't want. If you great, if you're better than everybody else, I look at it like this: if you don't like it, beat them. Don't like when people hated the Patriots when Tom Brady was winning. Like people, oh, I don't want Tom Brady to win. Beat him. That's yep. it. That's how I see it. Like beat him. You can it, it, it's it's it sucks that our world is filled with so much hate that when a person is incredible or great at what they do, they they can be too great. What do you mean he's too great? Like, oh, he just went into what do you mean? Beat him. That's it. Like he's grinding every day to beat Usman. Beat him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why when they was booing Amanda, I'm like, 
are we mad because she's this good? Like, I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, I don't get it either. I'm happy for her. Gerald, it's uh, it's really, really good talking to you. And come back anytime, man. We'd love to have you again. You're you're such hey, a fun man. guest and a real fan. I love I love being on here. Um, yes, I am a fan, man. I watch every weekend. If I'm anywhere in the vicinity, I'm definitely going to the event. I just I love it. I, I'm a I'm a technician in what I do. As a defensive lineman, you have to have great technique. And watching these men and women compete in this sport for whatever reason they do it. It's an art. And I took my best friend and my barber with me. And I tried, I was explaining to them what they're watching because they had never seen in person. And I was explaining to them about checking a leg kick or getting placement with your hands when you doing ground control. And I was saying, just watch, it's an art to what they're doing. It's not just getting there and wrestle. It's not just getting there and box. It's, it's, there's an art to everything. Amanda, like, and I'll say this and then I'm going to go. If you're a fan of the lioness, you knew as soon as she took her jacket off and she had yellow on, you should have known what time it was. <laughs> That's Seriously. a light drop. <laughs> when she put when she took her jacket off and she had on her yellow outfit, I said it's go time. She hasn't worn yellow in forever. But when she put that yellow on, you already know what time it was. But then when she came out, 5, 10, 15 seconds in and she switched to Southpaw, I said, I know what she's doing. I knew what she was doing, and that's an art. She knew that Juliana would not be ready to adjust to her fighting southpaw. And Amanda said, I'm not even a good southpaw, but I knew I was good enough to where she couldn't adjust. That's an art, man. That's not yeah. just it in her fighting. That's a strategy. She knew, okay, I'm going to beat her up, and then I'm going to keep her on the ground because I know my jujitsu is better. That's an art, man. You can't just do that. So, yes, I'm a true fan. I mean, and what makes me even more of a fan is Dana being the way he is, the fighters all being humble, and this just being their sport. This is what they love to do. They love to compete. You know, to hear a fighter say, man, it's been five months since I've been in the ring. I missed it. Like, I don't miss getting nowhere and fighting. Like, I don't. Yeah. And they do. And I think we just got to respect it. And I, I, I love the UFC. And thank you guys for having me. This is incredible. And I will for sure be back on at some point. Thanks, Gerald. It was great talking to you. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, fellas. All right. Take care of yourself, man. Congratulations on that on that win. Uh, did you? I thought you should have been given a unanimous decision. I, I was surprised. Were you surprised? Surprised it was split. Yeah, I was so surprised when I like uh, when I heard they gave him like, the second round. Uh, like I was like about like shocked. Even him, even the guy was he knows like the whole three round he lost them, but he got like excited when he see himself getting the second round. He didn't believe it too. But you know what upset me? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hamid. No, no, you good. You good. Go ahead. I was gonna say, you know what upset me is that you were taking him down. And the ref, I don't like when they play to the crowd and they just people just want to see you guys banging. They, there was some unwarranted. Yeah, they did it. They did it two times for me. Like they did this two times. One time I had his back. It's not just like I'm I'm holding down and I'm sitting there just chilling, like hanging out. No, I was having his back for for any any time I can finish the fight. But like he always was going with the crowd, like you said, he was going with the when he see the crowd like was booing or something. He always like okay, got like. Go, get back. I don't know. Yeah, that's like, frustrating. 
How did you stay? Now, before we go further, let me ask you, because people, I don't know if they know, you realize, I believe it was 12 days notice you got the call. Now, were you, were you already training for something or no? Uh, no, I was just um, I was just full, like uh, in the beginning of June, and I was just taking off after this fight. So I was off after this fight, taking a break, like you know, resting. And they just called me, but the way how they called me for the fight, you know, is was making me feel a little bit uncomfortable to tell me like, oh, if you don't, if you can't take that fight, we understand. Like you know, it might be a little bit uh, soon for you. I said like, no, it's not never soon for me. I'm like. We, like he tried to say like I'm weak or something now I'm, I'm like I'm taking the fight even the guy was the one of the top 15 uh the like the tallest the biggest the second biggest guy in the, in the heavyweight division I said like okay it doesn't matter I, I take the fight and I talk it like I get ready like I get ready as as can as much I can in like yeah 12 days did you did do you think in a way it helped you like did you have any nerves about it or did you not even have time to think i wasn't have time to think i was just training two times a day in the morning and afternoon like i i pushed myself to be ready as as can as much i can and i thought of that too and they stood i think it was in the third wasn't it in the third round with maybe a minute left or whatever, they stood you guys back up and he landed a few punches on you. And I thought you, you like, if you would have gotten knocked out there, I didn't think it was fair that you had to even take those punches because you, you should not have been stood up in the third round. That was very frustrating. I imagine that really bothered you a lot. It bothered me a lot because I was active. It's not just like I'm holding him down right. and I put him against the cage. And like, I was active. I was throwing punch. I was like, I was like, uh, he was trying to get up and I hold him. Like I gave him, I get, I took him down. Three times he tried to get up. I took him down again, and I, I was active. I was throwing punch. I was throwing elbows, hooks, um, everything, for 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 me to keep to keep him active and keep controlling the round. Because I get like I get injured in the, in the beginning of the second round on my eyes, so I don't want to risk it. Like it's not like he's gonna knock me out. Like he couldn't knock me out while I while I didn't see. He like he punched me in my eyes, and I couldn't see, and he couldn't do anything. So while I'm standing and I can't see, he was never gonna knock me out. It wasn't. Not, it doesn't. It doesn't make me nervous. As I just don't want to risk it, because right. he was not. He was not trying to knock me out. He was trying to play with the referee to punch me in my eyes again, and the referee stopped the fight because he came between the round between the the second and third round, and he was asking me, "Oh, you could, can you see?" I said, "Like yeah," and he was about to like, "Oh, but but your eyes looks bad." So we like he was about to stop the fight because of my eyes. So he was trying to blame this. He was trying to just punch me again in my eyes. He was he was never gonna knock me out if he couldn't do it while I didn't see and I lost my balance and I lost my 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 version of of seeing. He was never gonna knock me out. Well, did you see Matthew Semlesberger's eye? Uh, how bad that yeah. was! If they didn't stop that fight, they weren't stopping anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like I saw the, <laughs> but that, that was after, but like I just felt it like maybe they because they was playing in the first round. I took him down and has back and the guy the, the referee stopped the position he had me start from the center and then in the second round he did the same thing in the third round i have him against the cage it's not just like i'm lying down in him and he's back in the, in the mat no he was against the cage that position is always active because you get you're getting punched or you punch so it never like never like you lying down there it always active he was trying to get up i hold him down i punch him i he tried to get up again so he saved him a lot. Like he saved him a lot this fight. He saved him for the first round. He saved him the third round. He was trying to like, um, you know, give him the fight. 
give him chance to throw some punch or to knock me out because this is the only way he can win the fight. After this three round, the only way he can win the fight is to knock me out. What I'm excited about is I can't wait to see you with a full camp. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. To take down on 12 days notice, that's, there's no camp involved. No. There's just maybe getting a sweat out or something. There's no camp. I know what it's like. You just There's a reason why people don't just fight getting off the couch. You need a fight. You need a training camp. So the fact that you did what you did, and you not only did you have to fight, Dante, you had to fight the ref on that fucking thing. The ref yeah. was fucking horrible. I mean, again, I can't wait to see you fight with a, a full camp. Let me ask you, what is the MMA scene like in e Egypt? This is this is amazing. You are the first Egyptian fighter to sign with and win a UFC fight. Yes. That's wild. Uh, yeah, MMA, MMA in Egypt doesn't have that uh, public of knowing. Not not everybody know about MMA in Egypt. Yeah, they know about wrestling, they know about judo, boxing, but like uh, as a mixed martial arts federation, we recently we start have this like uh, this sport in Egypt. That's why like most of people who are doing MMA in Egypt, they're not doing really uh, MMA in Egypt. They have to be like some other country like Dubai, uh, Kuwait, Bahrain, um, some other country. Europe, but yeah, now now I see a lot of people watching. For some reason, like let me tell you something. For some reason, my fight, most of people saw that fight. Was watching the fight. It was three o'clock in the morning in Egypt. Everybody I know and I don't know in Egypt was watching the fight live. Even in, in so, do you think it'll become popular there? Like, with a, if you get a couple of Egyptian fighters, do you think that interest will really go, will go fast and go up there quickly? Already, already, already become a bubbler after my fight. Most of the people that was watching the fight, in, even like in a restaurant, in a cafe, and everywhere, they was putting my fight in, a, in, a, in the screen for everybody to watch it. And like, I get a lot of message after that fight from like most too, too many people and news and this and this and this. They was watching the fight. They were supporting that just because the surprise. They see like, oh, it's the first Egyptian to fight in the UFC. And they saw me doing well. So everybody get motivated and they want to do it. They want to do the same thing I do. Ah, nice. That, that's, yeah. that's amazing. That must feel great. And it's well-deserved. Well-deserved, buddy. Thank you. Now, you competed in Egypt's Olympic uh, Greco-Roman wrestling team. On yeah. the wrestling team in 2016. Now, being that you're such a... a I want to know about your training. Because I'll tell you, being that you were, uh, I mean, your wrestling looks amazing. I love your grappling. But your, your striking was, was great, too. Well, when, when did, tell me about your training. What did you start with? And, and, how, and when did you do the striking and whatnot? Uh, we started doing the striking like three years ago or four years ago. I started like uh, working on my boxing. Uh, I started training with like uh, Muay Thai. I started training with uh, uh, like professional boxing coaches to teach me and to make me like, you know, transfer the whole, like the, the most important thing, the standing from like, you know, when you, when you wrestle, your elbow have to be close to your hip, uh, you know, like you, you can't go like, for, yeah, yeah. Like you have to be close for, for boxing. Everything is open and wild open. And that was like, uh, this was tough transfer, tr transmission from wrestling to boxing. So it took me like I, two, uh, two years just training boxing with my Egyptian coach. Uh, he just was teaching me everything about boxing, how to move, how to defend my face. And for that fight, it's specific for that fight, I expect the guy knows I'm going for a wrestle. I'm going to wrestle him 100%. He knows he, he have longer reach than me. He uh, had good striker than me. So he know 100%. He was sure 100% I'm going to, to wrestle with him because I'm not going to risk it, go for striking, going for like, you know, stand up with him. 
but yeah. I like I proved him the the, the the opposite that in the first round I always knock him out and also the referee like save him because he you see you watch their close fight you see how fast how how yeah. fast the referee stopped the fight. I talk more than like 30 seconds punching the guy in the face, took him to the ground, keep punch, ground and punch, ground and punch him in the face, and the referee didn't stop the fight. He gave him a chance to recover and stand up again, and I took him down. It was like, you know, just a little bit tough, but I like, I agree. I'm, I'm a fighter. I like challenge. I like the challenge that the, the referee too. He was trying to like, you know, put so much pressure on me to like make me lose my, my focus in the fight. But I say like, no, I get it. The guy wanna wanna. What do you? Th- yeah. Oh, I'm ahead. sorry. No, go ahead. I apologize. Good. No, no, no. You're good. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, what do you, what do you see next for yourself? Like, do you have anybody in mind, or what? What do you think uh, your next step in UFC is? I I have nobody in my mind because I wouldn't expect to fight that soon and that like uh, this guy. But since they give it to me, uh, it's it's a good it's a good fight. It's a tough opponent have a good record. He's been in the UFC since 2019. He fought three times in a contender series. He's ranking top 15 now. So I wasn't expect to make my debut with that, with like, with, right. with, with a name like this. I, at least I thought my going to be my debut was like another guy, he make his debut too. So, but I say like, okay, since God wrote me to do my debut with, with a big name like this, so probably have something good for me behind this. So I didn't expect any name. Like whenever they match me again, I will take it. I will like I will fight. Well, what a way yeah. to come on the scene because you know you 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 took a shot by answering the call, and I'm so happy you did because it's really exciting, especially for a heavyweight. You know, you're you're 29 years old. You got the Greco-Roman background. Your wrestling's phenomenal. You you you've shown that you're not afraid to stand and strike. You got a good chin. Oh man, I mean. I can't. I can't wait to see what's next for you. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I like. I. I just really need that. Like, need a chance to do a full camping. You know. You can tell. Like, my weight was a little bit. Like, was a little bit over. I, you, normally, I don't wait that much. Uh, my cardio was not the best, but I did my like. I did my best to get myself in shape. As like, you can tell. Like, it's one week training. Like, if you count it, because like a couple of days is, is, is and off in twelve days. They call me twelve days, and like I train in the same day, but. Not really, like, for if UFC, UFC fights, you need, like, at least a month and a half for camping. At least. Yeah. At least. Yeah, so four I'm, to five weeks. Hey, well, listen, you seized an opportunity because yeah. everybody, everybody's talking now. Yeah. I took you know? it as a test, too. You know, I, I took that fight as a test because I told myself, they sign you and they call you two weeks after they sign you. They might be, like, testing you to see if you're going to be that guy who say like, oh, I cannot take this fight, or do you want to see you like, oh, yeah, I can take that fight. Uh, winning or lose, I will show up and I will do my best. So I took it as a challenge for myself because I told, I, I think about it, it's UFC testing me because it's Egyptian guy, have like yeah. five professional records, is not that much of a professional record of like his, his career, but I said like, okay, let me prove this them the opposite. Let me prove them they are wrong. Uh, and they... And, and no matter what happened, everybody knew you only had a 12-day camp. Everybody knew you took it on short notice. So that was kind of a good thing to go in with because they knew that you were taking it on very short notice. Yeah, but I like I didn't take it like, oh, maybe I can lose if I know. I was thinking I need, right. to, I need to win the fight. You know, it was a challenge for me because I felt like they feed me to build the other guy. You know, they have a lot of options. They have a lot of options. I have a lot of opportunity. They can choose somebody else with the, almost the same record that the guy 
maybe a little bit older and you know in the way out to the ufc but they choose me so i felt like oh they might be feeding me to this guy to build his record let me fucked up his record you know let, let me, <laughs> i swear i told myself let me let me damage everything they planning for and build my my record Hamdi, uh, we look forward to seeing you again. We're happy you were able to make it on today. It was really, really nice to watch you fight. And I'm sure we'll see you again before the end of the year. And uh, congratulations. It was a great night for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. What a nice guy. Yeah. And I was happy. I really did enjoy watching him fight. And uh, I'm happy that he was annoyed at the ref, too. Jimmy. I mean, and he's saying, "Oh, my cardio wasn't the best." He didn't look. He didn't really look tired. I mean, I saw it. No, I did. It's funny. I did see he looked a little bit tired. It might have been in the second, but again, it was like yeah, the guy is a twelve-day camp. He didn't look wiped out, but you could see. Uh, I think he had put a lot of effort into something, and maybe when they stood him back up, is when I noticed it. It's not. It was really unfair. Not very unfair. Yeah, I mean, the up and down. He took a couple of shots he didn't have to take because of that ref. So the refs really should get their shit together. I agree. But Omni, he had his shit together. And uh, I'll tell you right now, I'm glad we got to speak to him. Just like I'm glad we got to speak to uh, to Alexandra uh, yeah. Petora, who was fucking, Petoja, who was fucking, what a nice kid. What a nice kid. I mean, what a dangerous, dangerous, um, dangerous fighter. The fact that he, he beat Brandon Marino and Kaya Carapranz, it's pretty exciting. Yep. You know? And it's like, yeah, he'll get a shot. I don't know if it's, I, I mean, I think they give that fourth fight first to uh, um, Reino Figueredo. Uh, it's a crazy, that's a fourth fight has never happened before. And dude, Gerald, um, yeah. But he'll get a shot. And Gerald McCoy, we could have, we could have talked to that guy the whole freaking time. He's just great. Yeah. Really, really great. A real, real UFC fan too, which I mean, is nice. Had a long ass show. Do you want to just talk more about some of these fights next time? I mean, we did. Sure. I, really, I mean, this was a, I mean, yes, I mean, I don't want to, you know, not give people their due. So we will talk more about it on the next program. I mean, because there is some guy that I do want to mention that we even on the prelims, Jimmy, like, uh, uh, was it Michael or Michelle? How do you pronounce that? Mor- Morales? Is it Michael? Yeah. Michael Morales. I don't know if you've seen his fight, but that was fucking a TKO in round three. Because he's, he was, he was an undefeated, he's an undefeated young uh, prospect. He looked fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I told you we'd talk about this later on. But um, <laughs> That's okay. we, we will, we will. And oh, no, Drakkar close. No, he had a great fight too. Yeah. Close, but no pun intended, but uh, he did win. And I always like watching him fight. Again, we'll get in. Let's keep people on their toes. We'll yes, and, and we'll get into the Semmelsberger fight too. That was, uh, I mean, what a fuck. I, that, I don't know if I've ever seen an eye swollen that badly before i was the uh the, i think that's the main event of the prelims the main fight of the prelims uh yeah um am right against uh Semmelsberg. i mean he clearly lost the fight but i just what, what respect for that guy to to finish that fight i think on the main call the only fight we didn't discuss is the magomed fight uh, and Goliath against smith yeah i mean i felt bad for anthony smith you did pick him to win in the second yeah. round uh sure. and you're correct tko yeah. yeah you were incorrect I was very, I took Smith by decision. Uh, although I did take Pantoja by third round submission. He won in the first, you took Perez. We both took Lewis. I, okay. You were right, you took uh, Brennan Reno and I took uh, Kaikar France. Okay, so I'm the big winner of the week. Yes, I did take Amanda and you took Pena, so no. So we're a draw? Kind of, yeah. All right, Jimmy, listen, we're still almost BFFFs. What else I you got, know. Jimmy? Listen, what do you got going on? You want to plug anything? Nothing. Just come see me in Rochester the 12th and 13th of August. That's all I got. And Matt Sarah is on Cameo. 
I'm also at sarahbjj.com, dude. I like live there. I have such a yeah. good time. I, even though I can't roll, I've been there yelling, instructing, stretching, and doing some dumbbells. Bang! Jimmy, I will see you in a couple of days. See you soon, buddy. Thank you to our guests. This was a great one. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must-listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.